there, and welcome back to Take One, your daily, sometimes insightful, often entertaining, we'd like to think, read of just one page of Talmud a day. Today we have a real treat. Uh, someone who I spend almost every Shabbat listening to from the pews, uh, Basia Shechter, the chazan of my congregation, Romemu, on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, and the leader of one of the most rockin' Jewish bands, I should just say bands, we have Farah's daughter. Welcome. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. And so this day, we read a page that has some problematic elements in it that have spawned a whole host of strictures and discussions. The rabbis are talking. This is page 24. They're basically trying to constitute the problematics of not being distracted, shall we say, by women. And they say, one of them says, you know, if you see a woman's hair, it is as if you've seen her naked. The other says, well, if you've seen a woman's leg, it's as if you've seen her naked. And then the third one says something that has stayed with us. Uh, well, if you hear a woman's voice, it's as if you've seen her naked. The, the Hebrew phrase is kol ba'isha erva, which is the, the voice of a woman is akin to her pubic hair, uh, which, of course, spawned the prohibition against women singing in mixed groups, men listening to women perform. As a chazan and a professional musician, I imagine this is a topic you have thought a lot about. Yeah, I have definitely thought about it, but let me share with you something first. Sure. Shok ba'isha erva, kol ba'isha erva, se'ar ba'isha erva, erva, erva. Erva, erva, shok, baisha, erva, kol baisha, erva, seyar baisha, erva, 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 erva. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's my response. <laughs> Your response is to sing those verses. Exactly. That's what I always do. It's interesting because the Talmud is really a conversation between rabbis a few thousand years ago. And that's a conversation that I've always been excluded from. And because I'm not in the conversation, I've really never really delved into the conversation. So all I know is that Kolisha, there's a voice of the woman, and that's not allowed. And that has definitely determined the course of my life in huge, huge ways. I've never really explored the Gemara that talks about it. So this is the first time that I've ever done that. And it was very eye-opening. Excluded you in, in ways growing up because you felt you've never had a seat at the main table where you belonged with a man. Right. I mean, you know, we just never learned Gemara in school. We were never allowed to learn Talmud or Gemara. It was always the boys and the men that do that. And it was very clear that, that there was nothing there for us, even though they talk about us all the time. What's interesting is that this whole conversation really stems from a co another conversation that talks about phylacteries or tefillin. And like where to put them, you either put them at your head between a pillow and a mattress or by your feet. But you know, you shouldn't do it by your feet. You should put it near your head, but not right directly underneath your head. And that's where this whole conversation begins, right? And somehow from this conversation, we get another conversation about people naked in bed um, and whether they're allowed to say Shema because they're naked. And then they talk something about buttocks and then how buttocks are not nakedness. <laughs> <laughs> and Talmud is full of surprises. It's like, I love it. I was like, well, buttocks are not nakedness. But if a pubic hair protrudes from a garment, then the rabbi makes another joke. He said, a hair, a hair, you're splitting hairs. I love that. It's a great joke. And then we get to this nakedness. And what I find interesting is that then what you talked about when we opened up, it's in the Brighta where 
um, it's discussed if you uncover a leg, that's nakedness because of a quote in Isaiah, your nakedness shall be revealed and your shame seen. And then it talks about kolba isha erva, you know, the voice of a woman is considered nakedness. Why? Because of a quote in Shira Shirim, which is Song of Songs, that says, Ki because your voice is sweet, and your countenance is alluring. All of a sudden, now a voice of a woman is no longer allowed to be heard. Her singing voice, we get from this, the voice is be- not just a speaking voice, but a singing voice. And for some reason, the countenance is alluring. We don't cover our faces because of this verse. And Shira Shirim is full of compliments. It's all about the praise awarded or afforded males and females on different parts of their body and the different qualities of their being. You know, it talks about grapes and we don't have to cover up the grapes because they're amazing and they're praised, but we have to cover up the voice of a woman. My way of dealing with this is just to sing those words. Let's just sing the words. Let's just like have a conversation in song and have the women sing these words of, of nakedness. And and you singing these words, it's an act of defiance. It's an act of interpretation. It's an act of Talmudic conversation. Is there anger there? Is there joy there? What do you feel when you sing sing these words and realize what it is that you're saying to these male patriarchs? There's a lot of, there's a, you know, like I still have a very, very close, deep family that lives by the halachot, by the rules that were derived from these Talmudic conversations. And I think it depends on what conversation you feel like you're a part of. And I was excluded from this conversation. And so not because I was excluded from this conversation, but partially because I was excluded from this conversation, I don't feel I have to live by the rules of this conversation. Sure. There's a lot of irony and a lot of joy I get just from, I love these conversations. They're hilarious and they're (laughs) deep. And these people had such intimate understanding of every word and every, the source text for every decision. And the the things they say, like the the only time that I learned Talmud, I had this incredible chavruta. Her name was Samantha Shapiro, and she was also a writer for the Times. The two of us, when we learned Gemara together, I probably have never laughed louder and longer and more deeply than when I was learning (laughs) Gemara. And not because we were making fun of it, because we were able, like there was a zone that we reached by entering into this conversation that excluded us, but becoming part of the conversation that gave us access to like insights and quirks of the conversation. We were just belly laughing. And this kind of learning, this kind of being in that zone of learning with other people for so long and so deeply just gives you access, I think, to some kind of humor and some kind of intelligence and insight. And I just I think it's there's there's a there's a basking that they're doing in these conversations. Oh, I I think that's a perfect word. I mean, the thing that struck me, uh, of course, you know, as as kind of um, put off or troubled as I was by by the you know knowing the prohibition in its history, but the thing that struck me is the kind of understanding that they had, which is not completely wrong, of how when done right, uh, prayer is really erotic. And when done right, singing is really erotic. I mean, these are actions that kind of stem from something that is very emotional and potent and, you know, fertile. Uh, you can't just assume that they're cold, sterile, rational, intellectual, right? I mean, they're absolutely they're very there's no ster- right. I don't find I don't find this conversation sterile at all. I find it very stimulating, and I think they're talking about stimulation and. It actually gives me joy to see that they actually were talking about these very intimate things. 
Um, and I think they're right. There is something that could be alluring about a woman's voice, but there's something that could be alluring about a woman's speaking voice. And does that mean that we don't speak and that we can't be heard, you know, <laughs> and there's alluring, there's alluring things that could happen with our eyes. You know, like the, the eyes are like doves fluttering, you know, and like, do we not look at each other's eyes? Do we avert our gazes? So, I mean, the conversation could be, you know, extended. And it, it's very interesting where, you know, and why does it stop here? It's so it's interesting how this got trapped. You know, this is like a side point on a conversation about Shema. And why did we stop here? And how did this get so blown up and gave a certain kind of quality to the Orthodox upbringing that's so intense. We could sing at the Shabbos tables, Miros, but if like a guest comes, we can no longer sing at our own table. I mean, I'm I'm post halachic. I'm <laughs> I'm make heal by nature. There's a, something called machmir, which makes you very like um, stern and and stringent, right. right? Like stringent according to law. And there's something called make heal, which I always find the easy way out of every law. I've kind of separated myself from the laws in a lot of ways, though I deeply enjoy and find myself completely embedded in prayer, in ritual, in meaning, in Torah, in all these other pieces and mysticism. I like to have a conversation about the law, but I, I, for some reason, even from a very young age, there was a point at which I was so OCD halachically and I saw myself go nuts. And at that moment that I saw, I was either going to go like separate myself from the OCDness of my observance or I'm going to, I was just going to detach from it because I just couldn't take it anymore. And I detached and I've never gone back from that. Well, Chazan Basia, I am so thrilled. And I think we're all privileged that you found your way, uh, that you found your voice for which we're all very grateful. Thank you so much. My pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoyed this show, please go rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly section of Reading Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.